0: Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here.
1: And I'm Destinica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast.
0: went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world.
1: Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals
0: all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could.
1: We've gone through all of these things plus so much more so we get it.
0: We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen.
1: And the truth is, all of those things were just band aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell.
0: We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible.
1: But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge.
0: The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact.
1: So get ready to learn this stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and Marriage 2.0 starts now.
0: So here's the thing. Like you might be, you might be, if you're listening to this, you probably are at the end of your rope right now. So here's the thing. Our goal today with this podcast is to give you hope, right? And we're just going to do our best to share our story with you. Obviously, we can't go through like hours and hours of it, but we're (laughs) going to share a condensed, well thought out version of our story with you to really give you hope and know that if we can save our marriage, really anyone can.
1: Yes. And that's something we truly believe. We truly believe like if we were able to come through everything that we did, then there's literally hope for everyone. And so even if right now, like you might be at the end of your rope, you know, you, you may have like no hope left. You might've just lost that hope and you honestly are probably tired of an emotional roller coaster and just walking on eggshells, just lost and not knowing what to do.
0: Yeah. And we completely understand. The reason is, is because we've been there. Like, um, to tell you a little bit of a background on us, like we met a long time ago. <laughs> uh, yes. we let, we met a long time ago. Um, we've been together, we've been married for about 15 years, uh, together for about 18 years. And we met in high school. Yes, we're high school sweethearts. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, we actually met in gym class and it you know, some signs we should have took from back then is like I didn't want to share. Like <laughs> he I was playing soccer by myself and he wanted to come play soccer. And that was that was how we met was, you know, in gym class and so I was fifteen and Tommy was sixteen and we ended up getting married at eighteen and nineteen.
0: Yeah. And we started out like I mean we, we were I would say comparable to a lot of high school sweethearts. Like we, we went through, but maybe not like we went through, like, you know, we had disagreements back then, but not really. I mean, we, we thought we were different. Like at least I did. Like we thought we were different. Like we thought like, uh, we'll never go through that. The reason other people go through all this stuff, like bad marriages is because they weren't really in love. Like they weren't, they were, they were in love, but they weren't true loves. Like we're high school sweethearts. We're different. We're better than that. like, love we, we love each other way more like we're just different
1: that was literally things that Tommy had had truly said and we just did have that um like that pure innocence and that blindfold on of thinking of like hey like we're we're not gonna experience like all of these things and we had said a lot of never ever like I would never ever hurt you I would never cheat on you I would you know I I love you I just and you know I'm I'm gonna do Everything I can and all of these things when ultimately, you know, in our story, obviously we did not hold up to our never evers.
0: Yeah. I honestly don't even know um, not, I'm not all about looks, but I don't even know how I really got her because like, I was just, um,
1: <laughs> um interesting,
0: not very, uh, attractive back then. I've, I've come a long way. Black uh, pants, white shirt. Yeah. Very gothy. Um, or I wouldn't even call it that. Like just. And just weird, just all around weird, yes <laughs> and, um, and she was feisty, right, still to this day, feisty, but, um, but just, um, there was something about her, and we we met, we hang out, we hung out like all the time, I remember like running up a six hundred dollar phone bill for my parents, they were <laughs> not happy no they were not about sorry that. about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah if you listening to this sorry uh, sorry for back then I said sorry then too but just if you can yeah. remember this
1: we literally spent like all of our time together all of our time like we did everything together we were together almost every afternoon just playing hanging out and just just talking and yeah, you we, know Tommy made yeah. me a lot of promises even when we were dating one was that he would hold me every night oh gosh for the rest of my life and I've held on to that.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, she reminds me. Um, I don't really like to hold pe- anyone at night. Like I'm, I like people myself and sleep. Uh, that's a whole other topic. But, but that being said, like you know, we we were super in love, and we're even in more love now than what we were back then, which is hard to believe. But if we weren't with each other, we were talking to each other and texting each other, and like trying to sneak out and see each other, like all these different things. Um, Uh, Just
1: for the record, I did not sneak out.
0: uh, Well, yeah, like sneak and see each other, not like out of the house, but like just like out of like, like spend as much time as each other as possible, right? There we go. Yeah. Uh, Basically try and make sure that we can obviously spend the most amount of time with each other. We were just super in love, super, super amazing. Everybody thought we were super big power couple the whole time. Um, even going into our our adult years and, um, in our adult years, well, that's where the, you know, when we moved in together and all that, that's when everything kind of sun, the honeymoon was over. Let's put it that way.
1: Yes. And we had a lot of real challenges that, you know, we weren't, we weren't really prepared for when we first like moved in together and you know, those things that people think don't really matter or are just small things, but when you don't address them, the small things, add up. And, you know, that's part of what occurred in our marriage was, you know, Tommy wasn't taught responsibility and zero. (laughs) I was. Um, so, you know, there was literally dishes laid around the house and I'm like, at that time it was just me and him, um, you know, and just having to work, having to budget and actually work through problems and, you know, true life, like, you know, starting to actually have bills and things like that, like things that we weren't really taught how to do.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah. And, and honestly, I wasn't, I mean, I'll, I'll take ownership of that. I didn't have really a lot of responsibilities, if much of any, honestly, as a kid, um, or a teenager, really, to be really honest with you. Um, my parents weren't bad parents by any means, but oh. uh, I just, um, I just grew up in a very, um, very different, drastically different way than Desnica. Destnica had a whole lot of res- probably almost too much responsibility as a kid.
1: Yeah. So it made me very driven, obviously. And then so like when we got together with him having no responsibility and then me having a lot of responsibility, I just took charge. Um, Kind of a bad thing right from the get-go, like (laughs) right from the get-go, me taking charge. And so taking that lead on like all the responsibility aspect. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And then when you add in like, I really wasn't, honestly, I wasn't even, I wouldn't even put myself, I've talked about this before, but in our content, but I wouldn't even put me into the category of a leader back then, honestly. No. Um, even before kids and everything and, and, and during, honestly, um, there was, a, there was a period where like, I was just a bad father, a bad husband, a bad man in general, all the way around. Like, I mean, I didn't go out and like, what shooting people by no means, but like, you know, honestly, it, it's not too far-fetched. Like, if I wouldn't have met her, I probably, most likely would have ended up in jail. I was going for a, long, a very bad route in my life. When I met her, I was actually on, um, I think, probation and stuff like that uh, for other things. I'm from Houston, H-Town. Um, embarrassing and, for yeah, me. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so I grew up around the, long, the wrong people. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I did make my own resp- choices back then. But anyways... Um, I wasn't really in a good category of a leader back then, uh, at all. And I, I think a good chunk of our marriage at the beginning, like I didn't even, I couldn't hold a job for more than eight or nine months, if that, and I would get fired or I'd quit or, you know, it, and it was always a lot of pressure on her financially for one, but then yeah. we were always in fights. I didn't take no responsibility. I was super passive. Like there was just a lot of it that was bad uh, on yeah. my end.
1: There there was just a lot of bad and a lot of disconnect, a lot of things that we weren't taught And so what happened was, is like the wall started building up between us, right? And there was just a lot of disconnect. And, you know, with that and being, being young and just not knowing, you know, so much like started to occur, like our, our problem solving and being able to actually communicate like was not there. You know, Mm -hmm. we weren't actually able to solve problems. It literally felt more of like control. It was like, this is how you're going to do it or else like i'm going to be mean to you and that was kind of like on both people's stance right like we went through these kind of things and so all of these things compounding and building it led to you know like just like some of the walls and so the communication issues which led more into like verbal and so it started to spiral and we did have a lot of verbal abuse and
0: a ton of resentment a t- especially on yes. your end a ton of resentment yeah. A ton of resentment, which I understand why, but a ton of resentment towards both each. Honestly, both of us had a lot of resentment towards each other.
1: Yes, we we for sure did. And I just remember like, I literally had like a hatred for Tommy at one point, you know, because it, all of this stuff built up. Like there was, you know, verbal abuse, there was like mental abuse, financial abuse, like we weren't communicating And, you know, there was things that broke trust even before the affairs, there was broken trust even before the affairs. And then we did have affairs, you know, the both of us did, there was a lot of lying and a lot of manipulation between the two of us.
0: Yes. Um, Just to kind of highlight some of the stuff that we've been through, I actually have to read some of this stuff off to you because I don't remember all of it uh, because it's so many things, but we went through an insane number of affairs on both sides, physical, this was throughout our marriage, but. Physical and emotional affairs a lot, a lot. Yeah. Uh, we went through a lot of like different things, like um, different addictions. Um, I was
1: like a full blown yeah. alcoholic at one point, like a very functioning alcoholic where most people couldn't tell. I mean, they, they would see me have a drink, but they didn't know like that was literally my diet was um, chips, um, Cheerios, and alcohol.
0: Yeah. I mean, we went through, I technically, I mean, not that it matters, but Desnica did step out first. In our marriage, obviously. I mean, if you want to talk about that, like you can, but like we were, we were in a, we were in a place like I honestly kind of was expecting it, but, um, I, I wasn't also, if that makes sense. Like I didn't think it would ever happen.
1: Yeah. Cause we both did have that belief of like, it would never happen. And then even then like when it did happen, I was like, I can't believe that happened. And, um, I actually hit it for a long time. So I lied about it because I couldn't believe it happened. Um, and like obviously, like the the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment that comes from that, but it was it wasn't something that like I was like oh I'm just gonna wake up one day all of a sudden out of the blue um, out of our perfect marriage and go hurt him right no. like no like I was an emotional mess you know and we had been talking like we knew there was problems we obviously didn't think it was that bad
0: yeah and to be she's not she's not making excuses for the affair by any means she completely owned that um but we did i mean yeah she did she didn't tell me for years and years and it was one of those things that like it that was what honestly probably did more of the damage than actually doing it because it honestly at the time made me feel kind of crazy and insane because i knew it was going on but i couldn't prove it then it kind of just got swept under the rug um after everything but
1: yeah, a lot of our oh, I, uh, I can't even say like a lot of almost all of our problems were swept under the rug.
0: Mainly, yeah, this wasn't the only
1: one. Yeah, mainly because we didn't know how to address them. Like we we didn't. You know, these aren't things that like we're taught, and so like it those things compounded. You know, and then through all of that, obviously like it spiraled, and so like the verbal and, and mental and emotional abuse got worse. The intimacy issues, like we already had. You know, intimacy isn't just like physical intimacy. Intimacy is emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, and physical, right? Like, so there's different levels, but we were struggling emotionally first. And like, that's where, like, when walls start going up and like that intimacy gets impacted and like starting to disconnect, all of the other levels of intimacy are impacted too.
0: Yeah, we went through, it was insanely painful. Um, I, I, and the reason why we know is because we've been through it, mm-hmm. right? I can't describe the amount of pain that it happens. I mean, we've, we've also, like she said, physical and mental abuse, verbal abuse. We've been through all those things, too. Honestly, though, even though we've been through an insane amount of different affairs on both ends, I had a lot of affairs on my end, too, with uh, various different people, um, even including one of her best friends. Like, we went through a lot of different um, affairs, and none of them were okay. None of them were validated. None of, It was all hundred percent our responsibility. Yes. And, uh, but we also went through physical. Well, I didn't, she's the one that did the physical abuse. I didn't, but uh, most people. So if you're a guy, it's normal, it's more normal than you think uh, for it's both people are plenty capable of it. I'm just saying, Uh, but obviously it's not Okay.
1: And not only that, um, obviously it's not okay. So I do own up to like what I I had done. Uh, and we'll actually just do a full episode on abuse too, just to have more light on that in the future. But just, just overall, like all of this compounding, like I really did, um, try to make a switch. And like, so I literally spent my time, you know, being wife and being mom and throughout like our marriage, it was like, I had put myself in Tommy, you know, we're not taught how to know who we are as an individual and who you are as just a person and the not including like the marriage aspect and so like i had no idea who i was and this also played a massive role in problems because i literally remember pacing my room one day going what is wrong with me like i don't know what's wrong with me like who am i i don't know and i'm sitting here having this conversation out loud with myself feeling crazy because i'm talking to myself asking who i am i have no idea you know and at the time if you asked me anything that i liked my answer would be either tommy's response or a child response because that that's all i'd known and did was wife and mom
0: yeah and we also put like a lot of my goals and dreams and aspirations ahead of hers um which to the point where
1: i didn't have any mine were yours
0: yeah so she, she didn't i've always been an entrepreneur um throughout my, most of my life, aside from the very beginning, beginning of our marriage, I've always been an entrepreneur and even, well, I would say even then too, just didn't do it, but we've always had different pursuits and, and, and well, a lot of failures on my part. And I mean, that alone can bring a lot of, I I came into the marriage with a lot of self-worth issues because I, I had, um, I had seizures for 17 years of my life. I was picked on in school. I was put in mentally handicapped classes, like, um, or special education classes, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then it was just, it was just wasn't, I was told that I wouldn't basically, you know, I was basically, I wouldn't be worth anything. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be at the end of the day, like I wouldn't be able to do anything. I'd be lucky to live with my parents. And so, uh, thank God that God broke that, um, and healed me from that. But, you know, it doesn't change the fact that I came into the marriage. I mean, he he healed my mind is what I meant. Emotionally, I still had some stuff to work on. (laughs) Um, But he healed the seizures. Yeah, he healed the seizures. I came into the marriage, though, with a lot of issues. um, And so did she. I mean, she had a pretty bad um, childhood as well. Um, It wasn't it was a pretty normal thing for cops to be seen in the front yard. She came home from school and stuff like that. So there was a lot that there was a lot that, that we brought into the marriage, of course, as well, that contributed to our lens and view of things and how to handle things. And like in our house, it was like, if if you got louder, then that made you more right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was an issue. So there was a lot of yelling and screaming in our in our marriage, you know, obviously, because like, I wanted to be right and get my point across. So I yelled a lot,
0: <laughs> yes. you know.
1: And so th- there was just like a, a, so many... So many buildup of different issues that were never addressed, we didn't know how to address that played out, and it led to a lot of like, uh, like a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, and that's hence why, like, I had turned to alcohol. Uh, I just dealt with it differently. Tommy had more of the anxiety aspects,
0: yes. Um, well, you talk about the alcohol, then I'll talk about my anxiety, yeah.
1: So, just a high level on that, like, I did, I was a full blown functioning alcoholic. And I literally would start drinking at lunch, and I would find a reason to, and then I would carry it throughout the evening. Um, so bad to the point where, like, I had the box wine. Um, obviously, I, w- I wasn't drinking like the most expensive things because it was just a lot. Um, but I had the box wine above my bed so I could just sit in bed and refill my glass.
0: A little spigot.
1: Yeah, it was pretty bad. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna own how bad it was. Like I know it was a problem. Um, I didn't know how to get out of it at the time. And so literally that's how I was. And it most certainly impacted every area of my life.
0: Yes. Um, I, I never really had an issue with alcohol all day. I, I drank, I tried to make myself drink and then I did drink, but it wasn't like I was addicted to it. Um, but I did have an issue with anxiety, stress, overwhelm. I mean, she did too, but mine was just a whole nother level and different as well. And so like for me, out of all of this, like we went, I'll I'll kind of give a highlight reel of everything we went to in a second. Um, But we went through like out of all this stuff we went through, like it it did a really big number on my, my body, my central nervous system, my stress Mm -hmm. levels, my anxiety. I was at the end of all that, at the end of all this thing before we fixed our marriage, I was having random blackouts. I was losing my hair. I was um, having heart palpitations My heart rate rested between 120 to 164 beats per minute. Um, And then on on the low end, it would go to about 100 if I was laying down. Um, And I had super high stress levels. I was having mental breakdowns. Um, I was having rashes appear on me, like all these different things. Like it was ridiculous. And the thing that I can tell you with that is that, number one, it doesn't have to stay like that and it can change but you also have to understand that there's other things going on there between you two that if you fix that could go away
1: oh yeah absolutely you know and also triggers triggers are a big aspect that we have played a role because even like just doing anything like we were triggered and going off and not knowing how to like process through and so it just continued to spiral arguments it didn't matter if we were trying to be on the same page or not we would just spiral out of control because we would be triggered by something and we didn't know how to talk about it
0: yes and talk about triggers i had them she had them but i had them everywhere
1: everything 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 was a trigger couldn't um, even go into the grocery store because the music they played it was bad
0: yeah uh, well, a lot of country stuff and living in texas you know so um that being we don't live in texas anymore but that being said like it was a big deal like um that that was something that that really caused a lot of issues, which are triggers, but you don't have to live with them, you can eliminate them. Mm -hmm. Um, But just to kind of real quick, give you a highlight Real like we went through insane number of affairs, addictions, physical abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse, trust issues, communication issues to a very high degree. Like a lot of people can talk about like surface level stuff and then, but just not deeper stuff, we couldn't talk about anything. Financial abuse, um, intimacy issues, identity issues, anxiety through the roof, depression, triggers, suicidal issues, and uh, just I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And we tried so much like we we were trying to seek help and you know, even went to Christian counselors. And even back then, we had Christian counselors, multiples, ask us why we were even together and said we should just end the marriage. Because, like, of everything, like, they looked at us literally like we were crazy. And, like, why are we even here? It it was just... It actually made it so much worse, obviously. Um, but we... I mean, honestly, we really did hate each other. To the point that we did think about ways to kill each other.
0: Yeah, we're not, totally thought about it. not exaggerating here. We hated each other. Oh, yeah. Hated.
1: You know, and we... We honestly did try a lot. It wasn't like we said, hey, you know, we want to fix this and then didn't do anything. No, no. no. We literally tried just about everything out there. Um, You know, we we read books. We all the love language, love dare. Um, We did try like being tactics like slow to speak and quick to listen um i really tried hard on that one especially because of my whole yelling aspect so i tried really hard and it ended up coming out like this because i was always gritting my teeth
0: yeah we we went through we we tried just about everything pretty much out there and what i can tell you is like we we went into we didn't stop with the cheap things we went into debt over 150k before we fixed our marriage and we went we tried a lot of things like counselors where we got into our feelings and then left with no action steps or timeline. And a lot of them told us, I don't even know why you're together, right? Should end it. You should separate. You mm-hmm. should give time apart. That's the dumbest. I can't stand counseling. You
1: should find yourself.
0: Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, dumbest advice I've ever heard. Uh, we tried webinars where they try and give you the how without the know-how, right? It's basically a giant sales pitch. We tried three to four day intensives. Uh, actually, honestly, three to four day intensives, some of those can be really good. I'm not bashing them. Uh, we actually plan on doing intensives of our own, but different. The problem with most intensives is that because they have like a what less than one percent success rate because people don't have enough time, meaning that it's it's literally only like two, three, four days max, um, maybe five at the most, and so you end up like in a place where you're most people are just arguing on the way home or yeah. a week later, and then they're just back to their old devices.
1: And not only that, it's just when you have such a short time frame, you can't possibly learn everything you need to learn to be able to implement. So you get just enough nuggets, but there's still massive pieces of the puzzle missing.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, you know, we've seen that. We've heard other people, too. And so it's literally like they can be okay, Like they can be decent steps. Um, However, like there's just so much missing. It's not going to be the complete fix.
0: No, like. And on top of that, we went to like therapists and don't get me wrong. I'm not against therapists, hundred um, percent counselors. Yes. Therapists. No therapist. I'm just not for them. Mostly because they try and fix you with a pill and diagnose mm-hmm. you narcissistic or bipolar or depressed. And they try and fix you with a pill and mask everything. They don't actually try and fix it. And so that's the issue with therapist I have, but I'm not completely against therapy as in certain types of tools with therapy like neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, or tapping, or inner child work. I'm not against those things. Uh, I actually use some of those things with our clients. But the difference is you have to have the right foundations in place. And the one yeah. thing all of these things have in common, and and yes, by the way, we both got us each labeled narcissistic and bipolar. Mm-hmm. Um, I got her labeled Uh, a covert narcissist to be more specific. And I got convinced I had PTSD C from a covert narcissist, which is ridiculous. Yeah. We had all 30 red flags. Like, I mean, you name it, we did it right for each other. And, you know, we could go, that's a whole nother topic on narcissism. But the thing is all these things have one thing in common and it's that they're all band-aids they give, if any value, little nuggets that slap a Band-Aid over a gushing infected wound. And in short, they don't build any real solid foundations and they leave you stuck and struggling basically on an emotional roller coaster with little to no hope left, pretty much.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's and it's exhausting. And, you know, there are so many different aspects that like, I look back and how like we were hurt by the hurt more than helped obviously with some of the things we tried. And so in order to actually fix your marriage and build a solid, healthy marriage, like you have to build the right foundation in all areas of your life, not just marriage, but all areas of your life.
0: Yes. So what we mean by that is like, for what, what example that we teach, we teach something called the healthy marriage model, right? And what it is, is it, you, obviously we believe in God. We're a Christian based uh, we, Jesus is in all aspects of our life. Yes. We're not religion-based. We're Christian-based. There's a difference. We believe in a relationship with Jesus Christ, and a personally, he's engulfed in every aspect of our life. We don't believe in condemning people. There's a difference. I can't stand religion. However, that being said, though, um, what we do is we have God. If you imagine like a pyramid, we have God at the bottom of that on a rock and foundation. Then above that sits the pyramid, and we start with mindset. Mindset literally dictates everything in the entire direction of your life, good or bad. So we have to start with the mindset foundation. Oh yeah. Then a level up from there, then we go to actually learning how to be a healthy individual. And that's vastly, vastly important. Uh, Most programs out there, if they're any good, they do focus on the marriage, but they miss this part, which is significantly important. And then from there, we go and focus on really the marriage, right? And building healthy foundations in the marriage. And then lastly, we give you the tools. Now, that's unfortunately where most people start is with tools. And tools and tactics, like we said, if you only focus on that because it's the least important part, that you leave you stuck in struggling or struggling on an emotional roller coaster with little to no hope left.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's exhausting, right? And so, you know, even if you're an individual, like you can still work on your marriage and have impact and save your marriage. It does take two to have a healthy marriage, but it only takes one to save your marriage.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing, like we use a method like called the power of one and yes, most programs out there, there's other programs that work on saving it an individual when their spouse is not wanting to. The difference is what we do is most programs miss the most, one of the most important parts. They tell you to hundred percent focus on you and then just rely on change to let their, let your spouse see the difference. That's cool. And that's a good, big part of it, but that's a smaller part of it. You actually have to actually, focus on them at least 10% and a very tactical 10% because right now they have a certain narrative and lens that they see you through. And if you don't change that, then, then it, that that's not going to work. So you have to have a tactical approach to it, a strategic approach to it um, in that aspect of things too. But that being said though, like you're probably thinking, right? Like, well, that's good for you, but good for you guys. But you know, what about me? Like, I that, that sounds like that's kind of like you guys are outliers. Like, that won't work for me. You don't know my situation, right?
1: Yeah, and it, even though like uh, situations are different, like we are not just outliers. We have worked with hundreds of clients all around the world, individuals and couples, with a ninety-five percent success rate. You know, and and not only that, but we didn't learn this out of some book. Um, we didn't have like we didn't go get a degree from just reading books we have real world experience. Like we've actually been through this. So we understand like we were not only were we to the point of hating each other, but Tommy did have plans to like move out. Like we, we had spent, we were separated together, separated together, separated.
0: Um, We signed divorce papers and had an apartment picked out.
1: Yeah. And like, that's how bad it was. So it's not like, Oh, you know, y'all just had some disagreements. No, we were really bad. Um, Have
0: you had to come across anyone worse. And yeah. And it was to
1: the (laughs) point, like I just, you know, it, it was just so bad. Like, I didn't even care. I was like, whatever. Like, there was just so much hurt and pain that we, we had really done a number on each other, you know? And so we have that real life experience. Like, we know the pain, the agony, you know? It is hell on earth. Like, it was one of the most real aspects of trauma that you can go through is going through relationship trauma.
0: Yeah, and honestly, we wouldn't wish it on anyone. No. And we understand the amount of pain. That you can go through when you go through something mm-hmm. like this, but here's the thing: we want to leave you with some value aside from telling you our story. So we actually have a free training that you can use, and it's called "How to," basically "How to Go from Roommates to Teammates," um, without going to counseling or therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's a free one-hour training, and you can just go to tommyanddesnica.com. and you can find it there. It's just Tommy. You know how spell Tommy, I hope, but T O M M Y and A N D, right? Desnica D E S N E K K A dot com. Tommy and you can find the free training there and you'll be able to watch it and use it and you can see some of the steps that we used on how to save our marriage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so we really hope that our story expired, inspired you. You know, once once we did restore our marriage, and I just remember exactly, exactly where I was sitting when God told us that God told me that we were gonna use our story to help others and let me just tell you I wasn't that excited about it to be honest I was quite mad (laughs) um yay I get to stand up in front of the world and say what a big idiot I was for all the things I did wrong um that was my thought process but you know we share this and we we openly share everything that we have done and gone through to help you
0: yep so listen we love you God loves you and we'll see you in the next episode have a good one bye Now, that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show.
1: By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating.
0: However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them.
1: Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching, for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates.
0: Have an amazing day and God bless.